and welcome back to TC Pod. This is our fourth episode of TC Pod, the Taste Cheshire podcast. Taste Cheshire is the definitive guide to food and drink in the amazing county of Cheshire. And TC Pod is our podcast. We're going to be highlighting food offers, local producers, food events, and having amazing interviews with our incredible local food heroes. Today, we're going to be talking to Mr. Mark Jarvis of the Chesterfields, based in Mickle Trafford. It's just outside the hustle and bustle of Chester, and the Chesterfields isn't your usual pub and restaurant. Very much a foodie place with a huge focus on local produce. It has a large garden, and, and as well as its indoor space, which is obviously currently closed. And they have just opened a fabulous new sister business, Oak and Smoke. So we'll be having a bit of a chat with Mark about the new business, but also about lockdown, COVID, everything that's affecting the hospitality industry at the moment. Mark has a huge background in hospitality, part of the original team behind Upstairs of the Grill in town. He has real insight as to what hospitality should be doing, especially in this current situation and how they can move forward. We'll also be talking to Richard from the Wine School of Cheshire. Richard and I have been friends for a little while. He runs an incredible wine education school and does massive amount of events both intimate, personal, private events and huge corporate events. Um, Myself and Izzy Gray from We Love Good Times got rather sloshed at the abode once on one of his wine events and had a fabulous time. Learned a huge amount too. Um, We're talking to Richard about his new venture. Very exciting. He's going to be opening a tasting room in Chester City Centre in Godstall Lane. And he's going to be talking about that as well as his online wine events and his up and coming events around the county, including some in Nutsford and in Macclesfield. So we hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast. It is created by the team at Taste Cheshire and it's made with love and of course the very best of taste. If you do enjoy it, please feel free to buy us a coffee. That's a KO-FI. You can do so via the link which is in the bio of this podcast or by going to ko-fi.com forward slash tcpod and we really appreciate your support. The reaction to the podcast really has been amazing and we thank you very much for your support. There's been a huge number of downloads this week. Please keep them coming, tell your friends about us and also feel free to follow us on our social media. We are Taste Cheshire on Facebook, Taste Cheshire on Twitter and Taste.Cheshire on Instagram. As always, if you'd like more information about our guests, our events, our deals, our offers, anything mentioned on the podcast, there is always the mine of information, which is tastejesher.com. We try our very best to keep it updated with all the news and everything you need to enjoy food around the fabulous county of Cheshire. For example, on the website today, you can see news of the reopening of The Botanist in Alderley Edge. We're really looking forward to that. They have a fabulous not-so-secret garden for you to check out as well as all the wonderful cocktails and food that they do. We also have a brilliant gin and tonic cheesecake recipe, which sounds incredible. If you know me, you know I love gin, I love cheesecake. I mean, really any cake, but especially cheesecake. And this one is really a fun one to try at home. Also on the website, the lovely Bryony has uploaded a fabulous list of the top 15 local producer picnic treats. All this al fresco dining in beautiful spring weather has really got us in the mood for a picnic. 
So we've lined up our top 15 picnic products from some of our favourite local Cheshire producers. These are everything from your bread and butter through to your pork pies, your cakes, your scones and even the drinks that you need to take with you. So please feel free to have a look at that. Click on the links, they'll take you to your local producer's website so you can get more information as to where you can purchase these products. Some of them are obviously available online, some of them in the fabulous foodie shops we have around the county such as the Hollies, the Lambing Shed, Lowe's Farm Shop and of course our own Cheshire Farmers Markets which will return on the third Saturday of the month. That's once again outside the Chester Town Hall and obviously we'll give you more information about that closer to the time. So let's dive right in to a little chat with Mr. Mark Jarvis from the award-winning pub and restaurant, The Chesterfields. How are you doing anyway? I'm, I'm all right, actually. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, glad we're open. Yeah, really glad. I think you probably have been one of the busiest people during lockdown. Really? I've not even heard what other people are doing, actually. I know... Everybody now, they have the space to open outside is yeah. doing pretty well. I mean, if you can find a table or a chair outside a pub at the moment, you, you're in because yeah, yeah. there's round. Um, but I think a lot of people during lockdown just said, we can't do anything and just stopped. Whereas you continued to do pub to porch classics and your Sunday roast and kept yeah, everything yeah. going. I don't think there were that many people who, who tried. No, you're it, right. Because I, I, I find that yeah, a lot of people, they just buried their head in the sand. And actually, if you do the opposite, it's at the moment it's the biggest opportunity for our industry and i think one of the other things which is which i'm sh- always shocked about is that and this, this sounds really really controversial and bad to say but i've got to say it anyway because i think other people would think the same is that at the moment which is really really sad is that there's a lot of businesses that are going to go under after this which is creating opportunities for those that aren't going under so if you've, anyone who survived this this period I think has got a, a really, really good three, four, five year run at it now because I think the whole hospitality industry is going to change now. And I think it's, it's just open up for every sort of crazy ideas. Uh, you know, the, the, the uh, I don't know. I, I just think that at the moment it's such a great time, such a great time. Um, yeah, I really agree with you, actually. I think it's very been very much adapt or die in this mm. situation. And the absolute creativity of some people has been amazing. But if yeah. you haven't done anything, then you're so far behind the curve now. But yeah, there yeah. has been some amazing leaps forward and, and changes in attitude as to how hospitality should work and can work. It's It's been really good. Yeah, so exactly. So speaking of adaption, we're talking to you today because you have a new sister business in your yeah. own back garden. We do. Yeah, Oak and Smoke. So that sort of came about because... Um, God, I can't even think how that even came about, actually. Actually, do you know what? Weirdly enough, it was a drunken night where one of my regulars who I was having a drink with, they said, oh, that, that area there would be so good. You know, just imagine sitting here now having a pizza. And I was like, really? And I was like, hmm. I thought about this pizza idea and I thought, do you know what? If you do, if you go down that road, the last thing I ever want to do is be a pizzeria. So I was, I was always very dubious about it. And then I thought, hang on a second. If you were to do it outside and run as a separate business, so if you come into the Chesterfields, you can't get a pizza. It's only if you're in that area or out in the summer garden where you mix both menus um, and then do it for takeaway. But then I also thought that what we were getting, because we're going much more towards the um, the wedding market, is that a lot of the weddings that we we're getting in were, when we mentioned it to them, they're saying, perfect pizza. That's the best thing for the evening event when all the people arrive to have pizzas. So it was a pretty much no risk, really, because we knew we had the weddings that already wanted it. 
So there was already the demand for it. And then it was just trying to trying to sort of make, you know, gather together of, of you know, how many revenue opportunities you can make out of that, that pizza oven, basically. And it just turned into, into, you know, what I'm really glad now is it's turned into, since we've been open in the last week, is that 50% of our food sales are pizza and 50% is from the main kitchen. Yeah, that's that, that I was worried about because I thought, okay, what well, I think it's going to all be pizza and nothing's going to happen in the kitchen. And it hasn't been like that at all. Probably because your pizzas aren't just, you know, they're not just tomato and cheese pizzas. There's a foodie element to them. There's an element of the Chesterfields in your pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have tried to be, you know, it's like anything, you know, that we hopefully didn't, you know, any any place should do is is that, You've got to research it, and if somebody's if pizza works for so many restaurants and there's such a demand for it, it's it doesn't hurt to go that little bit further. And I, I always hear that you know people say, oh yeah, but you can you know pizza costs you know x pence to make, and you know you make this much profit on it. But actually, so for pizza costs, I don't know what you know without it doesn't matter what that number is, but say it costs a pound to make it, but you spend one pound twenty on it. That twenty p is a hell of a lot on a pizza, you know, to get better quality. And as you know, we always go for local produce anyway. You know, to pay that bit more to put the quality onto it and be a bit creative with it because the good thing is everything goes with the pizza. There's nothing we've tried yet that doesn't work. I mean, we haven't put cornflakes on it yet, but you know, <laughs> or toothpaste work, but, or something. Yeah, or toothpaste. Yeah, <laughs> but I think anything you anything we put together so far. I mean, you know, the the biggest one is our chicken tikka one with the onion bhaji on. Well, basically, a pizza is just naan bread. So why shouldn't that work? Yeah. Um, and there's so many other things like that. And, you know, the, the, the English breakfast pizza, we, we we tried that one last week. We haven't put it out there yet. But I was like, that can't work. So we did it. And it's like, it, it, it does work. Tomato on your English breakfast. Why wouldn't you have tomato? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, baked beans on a bit of toast, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very fancy toast. Yeah, exactly. In a wood-fired oven? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it yeah. like trying to source everything during lockdown, get everything built? Was it? A- um, yeah, good question. I mean, because we weren't in a hurry, because we knew it was going to, we knew roughly when we were going to reopen again anyway. And it didn't really, you know, had there been an earlier opening, it wouldn't have affected the restaurant that much because it's it's outside the restaurant anyway. But putting the plan together, getting, you know, it, it, we were lucky we happened to find a builder that had loads of spare time. So I said, look, it's, it's take four months. If you have to go off and do other jobs and come back and complete it, there's no problem at all. There's no hurry. So that gave was plenty of time also to get the best price on everything as well because you know the moment you rush a builder it's amazing how much the price goes up if you're not in a hurry that's the kind of work that they really really want and they'll discount just to have that kind of work <laughs> so that worked for us um the pizza oven itself that was a lot more complex that was uh, a bushman's uh wood-fired ovens down in uh, uh near worcester um and he is the master of the, the master of anything to do with pizza or pizza ovens so he had it you know he, he basically builds them bespoke for us um but that was that was a big deal that that was that was quite a big investment that that was absolutely worth it you know absolutely worth it, it really was because the thing's never going to break you know it's a, it's a, at the end of the day it's just a big heating source that, that's that's made of clay so it's, it's it's not going anywhere for many many years so it's worth the investment this being new to you did you have to eat about a million to get the right recipes <laughs> I'd already eaten a million prior to that. Um, no, we. Um, the problem is everywhere was closed, so the only the only pizza you could try was Domino's or Pizza Hut, um, which is not you know not, not, you know it, it works for some people, it doesn't work for me. 
but there was a period when we had when we were when London was open I think it was in September I think it was and I went down to London and did a big pizza research uh, stint down there for a couple of days yeah not even for the pizza ideas but more just to see how they work it and you know but I wouldn't say a massive amount of research. It didn't need it. A lot more was once, once the thing is we had the oven built for a month before we opened, but we couldn't do anything with it because the, the, the building wasn't finished. So we couldn't light up the oven until the building was finished. Yeah. Um, so then it was just a week of eating pizzas and like you wouldn't believe it was, uh, it was. Why didn't you call me? I, I'm happy to be a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a good job for my CV. Yes. Sorry, Vic. Sorry about that. I, I will do next time we build another pizza yeah, oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think there was any benefit to launching this in lockdown, you know, compared to what it would have been like? I mean, would it have happened if lockdown hadn't happened? Um, yeah, good question. I don't think it would have done. I think one of the things which, you know, we've had a year to, and, you know, this is for everybody in the, in the hospitality industry, we've had a year to either bury your head in the sand and enjoy the time off or don't enjoy the time off or get creative and creativity doesn't cost anything. If you've got all this time on your hand, then you might as well use it and and do something with the time. We were very lucky and as a hope, you know, it's, you know, there was a lot of grants going out there for hospitality, especially, which is, you know, very unfortunate for those places that don't serve food. But if you serve food and you adapted during the crisis, there was a lot of grants out there that we managed to get, you know, that we managed to apply for and we pretty much got all of them, especially on the open smoke bit, because that was, you know, there was grants out there for people who, who were, had to adapt their business because of COVID. So, you know, we got grants for that. We got grants for the marketing of that particular business grants for the build you know so there's a lot out there they were they were, they were looking after us yes yeah, so i think during that time it was just a matter of being creative and doing something but also the other thing which, which i think was important as well was that if you imagine everybody's at home and social media they're just sitting on facebook all day long or instagram or whichever and so if they're looking at that all day long that's surely the best time to promote your business when they can see it so we purposely the whole year you know spent just pushing our name out there because nobody else is out there at the moment so it's it's we know at the moment it's the easiest time because everybody's looking at it and it's the best time because nobody else is on it you know advertising so it was that that really worked for us um i don't think it's anything that we've done that's particularly special i think we're very lucky with you know with the building that we have and the and the you know the outdoor area but outside of that it's not you know, it hasn't really been rocket science. Um, it's been much more of a, you know, just, just, you know, what, what do we think could work? Talking to people, you know, what do they want? And, and, you know, it turned out that the pizza idea was was a no brainer, especially for the weddings. To be honest, Chesterfield is a beautiful place for a wedding. Do you have a lot booked in coming up? A lot. You know what? It's it's it was already crazy prior to lockdown, and there was but the good thing was every wedding that we had booked in i think we had like 30 booked in for 2020 for the second half but every one of them has moved forward to next year okay. plus we've been doing a lot of push on it at the moment anyway so we've had 50 i think something like 50 weddings for the rest of this year and it's and next year's filling up so it's it's gone ballistic but the plan at the moment is we're, we're, we're building a, an upstairs terrace and then also covering the entire patio area with um, with retractable canopy. So you've literally got an outdoor restaurant. So then you could have weddings inside, outside. You could have an exclusive wedding inside and be open outside. So it's, it just gives much much more scope to utilize the place. Um, so that's that's our plan for next year, which we're just going through planning for at the moment. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um, anybody who's got an outdoor garden, if we can get through till that next circuit break, which I think is the 17th of May, I think it is. 
at the moment they're saying that we've got like a month of good weather then and then if we can get through that next month and then they let us back in again for, you know the, the, you know they open the doors for uh for dining inside then yeah that's that's the biggest issue over there. then then it's fine we don't care about the weather after that <laughs> yeah, um, you can always run inside oh, we do. if it does rain. yeah 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 <laughs> um so yeah it's it's uh no the weather we have been lucky then this last week it's been phenomenal and the next two weeks is looking great so yeah you do yeah, have a, a beautiful garden there can you tell us what your opening hours are and how people can come and sit at the chesterfields and things like that yeah sure so we open from 11 a.m seven days a week 11 till 12 we've got we've just got the brunch menu on so that's like your english breakfast your waffles and that sort of thing and healthy breakfast on there as well it's not just all about the english breakfast i love so much then 12 right through till nine you've got the full kitchen open you've got pizza takeaway open now seven days a week which you can order online on oak and smoke dot pizza or on our um, Chesterfield's website. And then the bar's open, as usual, right through till midnight every day from 11 in the morning. And uh, this week's special, Oak and Smoke, as we mentioned, you You know what, fun enough, I can't tell you yet because I'm still waiting to taste it. You can let us know and we'll make sure we share it on our social media. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you very much. What you guys are doing over there is fantastic. And, and, you know, the support that you've given us and every other restaurant is just phenomenal. It really is. And, you know, much like, you know, what we've done is that you've, you know, you've kept your, you know, you've kept your operation going throughout and kept in touch with everybody and and i think a lot of the time that doesn't get recognized by people they only recognize a lot of the times when something goes wrong they don't actually look at when things go right and i think you know that you know taste cheshire needs so much praise for for that you know um because that's been good for all of us to keep us all alive you know on in the background you know those who, who haven't been marketing or can't afford to you know you know haven't got the marketing budgets that we hopefully you know that we're lucky enough to possibly have that you know you're out there behind them promoting them which is great and it's some interesting stuff going on in chester at the moment isn't there there's some some um yeah it's very exciting there's yeah some, there's some good restaurants opening up at the moment some amazing places and you know i think like you said before about adapting and creativity it has been really inspiring the new places opening up in town has been really interesting but it's it's yeah. all over cheshire but also the the local producers that have kept going and kept providing all this yeah. time and lots of their routes to market have all had to change and you, you mentioned you use a lot of local produce all of a sudden you go from however many covers a week needing local produce to you know next to nobody ordering things. Yeah. so you know we've been really lucky to be able to help support those people as well and good and, and find them new routes to market and um, there was a talking about people being at home on facebook and instagram and things there was a Beckerton farm dairy milk they have a milk hut outside the front of their um, farm where you can go and put yeah. a pound in and get fresh milk which is wonderful oh, okay the first week of lockdown i i put a facebook post out about it and it was shared twenty eight thousand times joking really because like you said people being sat at home being on on social media and thinking oh that's a really good idea in the supermarkets were all kind of desolate at the time you know with everybody buying pasta and, and uh, toilet roll wow so it was it was an amazing thing and it it has been a lovely thing about cheshire and hospitality that people have really pulled together to keep keep each other going and support each other which has been wonderful really but yes. yeah and do you know what else, do you know what else is good isn't it you, you've, you've i mean you know chester well enough as we both you know as we both do that that there's especially when it comes to like the food and drink uh, festival and the awards dinner is that 
we all so look forward to that all the restaurant operators because there's no animosity between any of us mm -hmm. and we all look forward to that you know that, that good old knees up you know drinking session yeah and, uh, although i am a little bit thinking that maybe at the next one we might have to ban people from filming anything oh, really? <laughs> the next one will be such a wild party after having I think this it will be yeah yeah yeah. That maybe we should say do you know what everybody just put your phones down let's just have a good time because yeah, uh, yeah, no, to, to return to the awards, which you're always nominated for. Maybe Oak and Smoke can get a, a nomination. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. We'll do a little, little plug Smoke. now, shall we? Everybody vote when they're Oak Yeah, and exactly. Smoke. Oak and Smoke and the Chesterfields. <laughs> <laughs> always a good one. Is there anywhere that you're looking forward to popping over to for a glass of red once everybody's reopened? Oh, uh, definitely. You know, obviously Bar Lounge, you know, that, that's, that's always going to be the first answer, but... I'm actually, do you know what, it's funny because when we opened last week, I'd because you're in the business so much, I forgot that, you know, we can also go out and we're sitting yeah. thinking, well, hang on, we, everyone's going to come to us. It's going to be busy, hopefully. But you forget that, hang on a second, where am I going to go? You know, I've, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about it. You know, it's, it's you get so involved in the people coming to the, to, to, to the business that you forget that you're actually a customer of, of other businesses as well. Yeah, Bar Lounge, I'm looking forward to going to, obviously. I'm looking forward to going to other beer gardens sort of outside of Chester slightly, but anyone, anyone that will take me, I guess. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of talk about this new normal, you know, that we're all having yeah. to get used to the way things will now always be. Do you, do you feel that? Do you feel like there's a new normal at the Chesterfields? Weirdly enough, in the last week, we've had, I don't remember any complaints or anybody kicking off about any sort of COVID restrictions or anything. Phone is constantly going at the moment because everybody wants reservations. And we purposely haven't taken reservations for the first month because we knew it from the eat out to help out that people were booking tables and not showing up. And actually, that's been the best thing we've done is by not taking reservations. The problem is on the back of that, the phone is just constantly ringing with the same question. Yeah, I do think it's all a new normal. I I think as far as dining goes, and I'm not going to make any apologies for this because other restaurants I know have done the same thing, is that we put an 8% service charge on, our, on any food bills. There's an 8% service charge on there, but that's because nobody carries cash anymore so that the staff just won't get any tips. And you don't have to pay it. And I think that's a good, that, that I think has worked very, very well for the staff here because, um, you know, it's definitely up their, their tips a bit because so many people in this country don't tip. And if they don't want to, they don't have to. But a lot of restaurants are doing that. So I don't think I want to change that. And I think more restaurants should do that. Um, nor should you. And I think there's an element as well. You have to appreciate that waiters and waitresses and servers in this situation are also putting themselves in a bit of a greater risk than other people in order to... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even with the masks and the cleaning and whatnot, they are moving from table to table. They're exposing themselves more in the same way that people who work in a supermarket or even some of the frontline workers. And yeah. I think there's an element of we need to show our appreciation for that and say, yeah. thank you very much for doing this. You're giving me a normal experience by putting yourself a little bit more risk. So yeah, 8% yeah, tip, make it 10%. <laughs> No, I didn't make it 10% because when they complain, I, was, I can still walk, turn back and say, well, everyone else does 10%. We're only doing eight. <laughs> Always thinking. Always. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's I, you know, if you have a 50 quid bill and you, you, you put four quid on it, it's not going to... It's well, not unreasonable, is it? I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable, personally. No, not at all. Thanks for having a chat with me, taking some time out. I'm sure you've probably got quite a lot to get. Not at all. I'll bump into you some point at Bar Lounge or somewhere along those lines. That sounds fabulous. Thanks a lot, Mark. Take yeah, sorry. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to Mark for talking to us today. 
And if you have any thoughts about what Mark had to say or you'd like to hear other things on the podcast that you haven't yet heard, please do get in touch with us at info at tastecheshire.com or via our social media messaging on Facebook, which is Taste Cheshire, on Twitter, which is Taste Cheshire, or on Instagram, taste.cheshire. Our DMs are open. We'd love to hear from you. The same is also true of any local restaurants or foodie events who'd like us to share their news. Please do get in touch. We love hearing from you. We have some news of our own from Taste Cheshire, and here's our fearless leader, Bryony, to tell you all about it. This year's Taste Cheshire Food and Drink Festival will be one of the first big events to take place in Cheshire after release from lockdown and aims to be the light at the end of the COVID tunnel. With this in mind, the team are proud to announce we have partnered with Clare House Children's Hospice as our charity partner for 2021. Clare House, like many other charities, has been hard hit by the COVID pandemic and we want to do as much as possible to help them get back on their feet. We have created a special code for Clare House supporters who wish to come to the festival, which is Clare 20. That's C-L-A-I-R-E-2-0. This code not only gives anyone who uses it 20% off the entry price, but for every ticket purchase using this code, we will donate £1 to Clare House. Taste Cheshire will also be raising money at their famous Taste Cheshire Food and Drink Awards and having a digital bucket collection on each day of the festival. Both Clare House and the festival have been ever-present for over 20 years, and this seems to be the perfect timing for us to work together. People need to celebrate with some great food and drink, and in doing so, they can help support local families. This must have been the hardest of years, and despite that, the charity have still managed to support over 400 families with end-of-life care, counselling, play therapy, and much more. This couldn't have been done without public support of events such as the Taste Cheshire Food and Drink Festival. Headline celebrity chefs for this year's event include Master Chefs John Tarode, the BBC's Chris Bavin, and star of Ready Steady Cook Paul Rankin. They will be supported by star of this year's Great British Menu Stuart Collins and lots of our other favourite local chefs. Not to forget free kids cooking classes, barbecue masterclasses, and adult cooking classes with Brian Meller, all included in your ticket price. With over 150 different food and drink exhibitors, it's a fabulous four hours of family fun for under £20. The three-day festival will take place on the 28th to the 30th of August at Chester Racecourse. For more information and to book tickets, go to chesterfoodanddrink.co.uk, remembering to use the code CLAIRE20 to buy your ticket. Thanks for that, Bryony. A fabulous charity, and we are so thrilled to be working with them. So, yeah, get to chesterfoodanddrink.co.uk and purchase your ticket using the code CLAIRE20 to support Clare House Hospice and the amazing work that they do now to another chat with a local food hero this time richard from the wine school of cheshire is joining us he has done a huge amount for wine education in the area especially working with the local college to help bring forward the next generation of sommeliers who i'm sure will have the same kind of passion for wine as i do richard's courses are always informative whether you're a beginner or a wine aficionado he's got something for everyone Richard also has some exciting news for us about his latest venture. Welcome to the podcast, Richard. Let's let's go back. Let's start right at the beginning. I mean, for people who don't know about Cheshire Wine School, mm. Wine School of Cheshire, as you are, um, how did that come about? How did you start the the Wine School? 
Ah, where did it all start? It uh, feels like a lifetime ago, um, 2013. Um, some of my uh, my regular guests know that I was quite poorly back then, so I had to uh, stop work for a while. So I was at a wine tasting as a guest um, with a good friend of mine. And the guy doing it was so boring. Um, I mean, so, so boring. By the time he'd finished talking about A himself and also the sparkling wine, the sparkling wine had actually gone flat. And uh, my, my friend said to me, you know, you can do this standing on your head. And, and I actually thought, actually, yeah, I can. Um, I can really do this. So I kind of made the decision there and then to uh, do something, um, something new. And I looked around and there was nobody doing specifically food and wine matching in Chester. So uh, I, I set up a web address and, and it kind of all went on from there. And uh, I started networking, met some amazing people at the first event. Katrina, who, who now runs the Chester Bid, uh, was there. Steve Jones from Chester Tweets was there. And uh, Tracy Thomas from This Lady Loves. And we, we're still great friends now. So what a brilliant business community that we've got. And uh, I didn't do the first event till June. Um, early days sort of setting things up and uh, getting um, I guess new customers know what I do and who I am and uh, and it all went on from there. Tell us about the last eight years. What's that been like? I think um, when I look back at um, the last eight years, the first, it took a while to establish, get people to know and persuade as a new business. Some people are even reluctant to book saying, who are you? Or is our money safe to book something a month ahead? And, um, you know, you, you understand that and get established and then building up social media, which was, I remember being chuffed to bits to get hundred followers. And then we are a few, few thousand and um, all of that's uh, changed. And word of mouth has been just fantastic. And what I focus on still always will, um, that will never change is food and wine matching. Um, because it's not just about the wine, it's making it work together. So the, the Saturdays have always had a fantastic four course lunch. And our Saturday wine schools coming back? Um, Saturdays are going to change. They're not going away, by the way. It's just going to be an alternative coming up with what's going on. Um, so people can do shorter versions on, on Saturdays as well as Thursdays, Fridays and all sorts. So uh, there's, there's lots of fun things to kind of move things on to a new level. Lockdown comes along. You have to go online and um, 80 of them. That's incredible. Yeah. So online, I mean, I because I the, the wine, I appreciate people can't see my office, but I've got stacks of wine behind me. And most of that I started to drink in the first uh, <laughs> week of lockdown because I thought, Christ, that's the end of my business. What am I going to do? And uh, not, not all of it, of course, but um had a couple of regulars got in touch you know obviously some were booked on events we obviously gutted we can't come we'll work with you on what we have to um how about doing stuff online have you considered it yet we'd love to support you I thought it's crossed my mind and I hadn't done any more than that at the time because I was literally felt in, in meltdown and um one of them said you know how you know what about doing these on zoom and I thought what the hell zoom <laughs> as everyone else in the world at the same time uh, was asking so I did the first one for free and let's see how it goes it was so popular um and the 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 best part and um it was a bit of an emotional sort of less rest of the saturday was literally bombarded in a great bombardment way of emails saying we love that please do it again we'll happily pay for it um so uh, i started off and we were doing two on a saturday because i keep my events intimate so whilst you can have 100 users on zoom they're limited to 20 and even that for in person i do less I can see everybody on the screen because I want to see their reactions for wine in a nice way, you know, because you can share uh, what, what they're thinking. Or if I do see a um, contortion face of hate, I know they don't like wine, but, <laughs> which is very rare, but um, you, you do get it. But it's it's important to kind of stay true to what wine school always was, an intimate event with great people and feeling like an afternoon out with friends. That's the whole purpose of it. No wine snobbery. It's not allowed. 
How do online wine schools work in terms of getting hold of the wines that you're talking about? What I've been able to do this year um, is purely where people worked around getting their warehouses working is to work with Tanner's amazing independent store that they've been able to get wines out to people in a set case from wine schools. So it's, it's an absolute dream to support another local business. So uh, uh, and that's been a, a great match. I personally did your, your Paso Primero yeah. wine school, which was fantastic. And the delivery from Tanners, which was brilliant. Funny, I've used one of the Paso wines last night on a corporate uh, event as well. So I'm not um, surprised; they're incredible. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm a big big fan. Maybe five or six of my all time favourites, all from your events. Mm. Got some um, sparkling Malbec memories from quite yeah. a few years back now. So um, which is is great. You know, good, lots of good memories. Good memories in wine. In fact, um, I buy that for Brian and Stephen for Christmas from Tanners. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the only places in the UK can get it as well. So uh, it's, it's time we brought that back to an event. Actually, it's been a long time. Well, it's so, much better uh, these days than it used to be. Yeah, but with uh, the last time I, I used it was uh, to Rigi Bianchi um, doing an event there, and we did an amazing strawberry meringue with it. It was stunning. So it's good fun dessert wine, or to brilliant in the summertime. Such a good match. So there's maybe a chance to bring that back this summer. Yeah, yeah, I suppose sometimes you must feel a little bit spoiled for choice. I try not to repeat. Uh, it's impossible to do that on some events, but if I know a guest has been before, I, that I do. I don't know how I do it from memory. I very rarely mess up that someone's had a wine before, and it's just remembering the events that they've been on if they're the same region. Um, I've got one amazing regular guest, and I, I call them guests, and I feel feel like they're friends. Um, they they've loved all of their events. They in I think we're coming up to five years. Of wine school it's four or five and we've they've only had one repeat wine yeah lovely and you've got quite the following these days so tell me about this new venture so i've had issues the last two years where we've lost two venues for different reasons associated with lockdown basically and uh, I'm, i've loved working with other venues because i can support them give them bits of new business and bring new faces um, and that's still is going to be the case for Nutsford and Macclesfield. And uh, where I've lost another venue in Chester, um, I kind of thought the gods are telling me <laughs> something here. And I I also have massive respect for all of our other venues in the city. If I rock up at the moment after they've been shut for a year and expect to do the same format, they're going to tell me politely to go away. And I think it would actually be really rude to even ask them. So um, I kind of thought I really need my own space. I don't want a massive space because I don't want to be a restaurant to go actually compete with all the others that are doing an amazing job. So um, I don't want to be a really a wine shop. Again, I work with some great local ones. Um, I need a, primarily an event space, but where we can we need to be able to do maybe some other other things and not be led by the cost of a meal because I want to be great value for money, which the Saturdays are. But there's a different budget involved with a full course lunch and, and you know, six to 12 wines. It's uh, it's not cheap, but not expensive. But there are others that have got a lower budget and I want them to come and have a fun night. So I can do that again with my own space. I can do a two hour tasting with some. Uh, and the great thing is, you know, I know how much you support Academy West. Um, I, I've supported them from day one. I've donated loads of stuff. So I'm going to help the guys get some grades. They're going to come and help me out on the Chester Boat events. They're actually going to come and help serve as well. So they can be marked for their coursework. Um, and so they're going to supply my canapes. So they're going to have coursework and canapé making. And we're going to be able to give our wine school guests some phenomenal food and support the college. Um, even better, they've got a retail offering where they make their own chutneys, piccalilies. Um, so I'm going to actually stock them for them in town so you can come in and grab some. Um, if you can't get out to, um, to Ellsman Port where they're based, um, you can pick up some stuff. So it's, it's a really good partnership. 
and I, I haven't continued to give them wine education for free because there's no budget for it. So that's something I will do to help them. Um, the Corobin system, which I use, I've bought them one. Um, one of my corporate clients has bought uh, the um, D-side campus for College Cambria one as well. So to support both sides of the, the border, that's important to look at as well. So um, great partnership there. So the space is in Godstall Lane? Yeah, so opposite Dutton's. Um, it is, um, it's a small, intimate space. So downstairs, we've got a fab tasting room. Um, it actually seats about 12 people comfortably, more comfortably, which I'll be doing is 10. Um, and it's a nice space. We can only use that post restrictions um, because it's a tasting table, a massive one. But of course, the restrictions at the moment can only have six people on the table from the same group. So that's a, a no-no until it's fixed. But um, upstairs will be used as a smaller, intimate space with separated tables to work with restrictions so we can do our events in you know probably more of them um maybe on the same day or, the, or over a couple of days and uh, you'll be able to buy some wines that you can't get in other merchants so it's i don't want to compete with other merchants and upset what they do because it's not nice and uh, i've got some great winemakers i work with you can't buy their wines anywhere else so some of them very uh, they're, they're fine wines from burgundy that there is a limited market for but i'm going to do them by the glass can you give us an example of the type of wines you're talking about Polini Montrachet Le Fair. It sounds full of jargon. What the hell is that? It's a tiny little hill in Montrachet in Burgundy. So there's only 800 bottles a year of this made. So it's so small. And to buy a bottle is a bit of an investment. And I'll be able to offer that. Actually, whilst it won't be cheap, cheap, it'll be amazing value for someone to try something spectacular and in, in, in sit there and just enjoy it. And in Regal Glassware that I work with, Regal Crystal. So um, it's the, the right varietal glassware kind of you're offering the education opportunities for the 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 students at academy west you're also offering people an education yeah absolutely they don't if someone wants to have a glass of that and save it and sit in the corner and just be in heaven i would um they don't have to talk to me of course but if they want to have a chat about the winemaker um i can you know have an almost a little mini lesson um so they can listen in about the history of it um and the history of the winemaker where they've come from and it's great to know who's behind that bottle of wine and uh, we don't think about that in the supermarket. If we're picking up a bottle, we all have emergency wine days, I'm going to think this year especially. And you most don't give two hoots who made the wine. You just want to drink it when you get home. And that's, I, I know, understand. And you, you want to bargain probably for that as well. So um, equally, I've got my wonderful friend, Amanda, who lives in the Loire Valley. Her husband's just retired, but I've got, uh, I'll have some of her wines. They're only available in the UK through her, but in bulk. Um, you can only buy them in 12s. And I, I, that's a bit of a budget for a lot of people. So if you want just one great bottle of um, Turan Sauvignon, I know the winemaker there. And, um, you know, we can someone can come bob in and pick one up. So uh, it's a few of those different things. There's some great other things I can't tell you about yet. You'll know as soon as uh, I do. You you will love what I've got planned for that. But there'll be other wine-related things that you can pick up. So for gifting and and such as well, which um, they're, they're all, everything is is related. And gin, of course, we can't say no to gin. Of course not. So I'll make sure I tell everybody in my life that I'll have one of everything from your place. Do we have an opening date yet? Uh, well, I probably won't officially open till the 20th. Um, the first event is scheduled for the Saturday, which is one of our rebooked events, of course, but uh, um, which is our full day wine school, which is a, a 12 wine day um, with uh, uh, with lunch um, on France, which is, of course, full because it's rescheduled. But uh, um, it's going to be a very soft approach until we know a bit more from the government and you have there has definitely been a swing in mood you can feel it mm. you know, 
now people are, can go outdoors and the fact yeah. that you can drink a real drink in a real glass or even a yeah. plastic glass maybe sometimes outside it has made a big difference and they can feel the excitement mm. and I think oh I, the, the public are itching to get out there and enjoy life um, I, you couldn't wish for a better reaction from the consumer, from the customer. Um, it's amazing. They're really keen to just do something and enjoy it and share it, what they're doing with their friends on social media, etc. So um, that side, we've got, I think, a phenomenal 12 months ahead. But Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll open on the 17th and we'll enjoy some joie de vivre again because I feel like we've all been ready for yes, it. Yes, we all deserve it. Everyone does. So uh, <laughs> if I could afford it, I'd give everyone free wine, but I can't, unfortunately. Yes, <laughs> it's been closed for a year, Richard. Just yeah. a thought, maybe that's <laughs> It'd be lovely to say, come in and have a glass, but uh, I can't. But uh, there we go. <laughs> Will be pre-booked events only or will at the moment yes um purely to with respect to my existing customers rebook them first um that's being done it'll, and um i've got so english wine week and welsh wine week are coming up um so w welsh wine week's first um that's just towards the end of may i should subject to opening be able to do i think one small event with welsh wine which i'm so excited to do because they split them last year for the first time it used to be english and welsh wine week to so give them both their own identity and they're Wales is phenomenal, 47 amazing wineries, and then English Wine Week is at the end of June, so there's going to be um, several tastings for that, because I've, what I have done is just, I kept that weekend free anyway to do an event, so I'm going to do a Thursday, Friday, and two on the Saturday, so we can really do some different things with English wine, because there's so many of them now, there's 900 wineries, so um, there's certainly going to be 900 wines we're tasting, obviously, but we'll have several different sets that people can come to, so um, it's, that is the week of potential release so if we're allowed to have more people i'll add on more tickets as well but uh, at the moment it's on the restricted numbers so that will go live in the next few days um so uh, that will be available for people to book what about from further afield greek wine um it's so underrated a lot of people have no idea what's going on in the bottle which is understandable you've got what looks like gobbledygook with the with the alphabet um on the bottle so i've got an event called it's all greek to me so uh, which is kind of a uh, play on uh, word their wines are incredible so uh, really looking forward to that so loads of new things we're doing world gin day world gin day is 12th of june so that will be dedicated to gin um which will be three wrens and so we'll do some new, new tastings with the regal specific gin glass which is just gorgeous gorgeous if you've not anyone that's listening to this try it the now the three rents tasting kit which you can buy online from the white oh, well, i'm sorry distillery or you can pop up and see them at chumley um it's in the tasting kit in miniature along with all of the others bison grass is my all-time favorite um so and that's in it with all of the tonics ready to go tasting so um that's just fantastic jenny it's an amazing um guy um try all of them you know it, it's the tasting kit's great value to do that have a little um taste and they put the appropriate tonic match because you know getting the tonic right is so important yeah absolutely like food and wine gin and tonic yeah absolutely it's very important and popcorn for food matching with gin best thing ever um so salted popcorn i need to quite to credit my friend helen for that it was her that said you need to try this and so we you know it's not my thing it's, it's someone else's very important not to take credit for something like that um and honestly salted popcorn is just whoosh with gin it, it works as a pairing to try something different well, I, I'll have to try that now. It can't be done. I must go home right now and have a gin and tonic. So if we can't wait, obviously we've got a hopeful, fingers crossed, date of the 20th then for you opening up. 
But in the meantime, you do have one wine school after there are any places. Yeah, um, Spain this Saturday is full, of course, because of notice delivery. Then we've got, I've called it in the last one on, I say the last lockdown online, that is, um, the uh, that's on the 8th of May. Um, and I've called it an Italian barbecue. Now, uh, twist on that. Now, Italians barbecue the same stuff we do. There's no Italian food match. It is quite, you know, they still love a burger. Um, what it is, is Italian wines that you can enjoy with barbecue. Um, so we're covering, you know, literally drinks around. We've got the new uh, pink Prosecco, which is a new legally uh, released style with Pinot Noir in it. We're starting with that because if you're having friends around and we can now do that, we can have people in the garden for a barbecue. Um, it's nice to have a glass of fizz when you welcome them. So we're doing exactly that. We've got some amazing whites that are going to work with the salad. Something will pick up maybe potato salads as well, but lots of little buffet kind of things and also smoked fish because not everybody and we'll cover vegetarian vegan, of course. Um, and then we've got reds that will work with meats and then we've got big reds for the fire pit conversation after the sun's gone down and some cheats so uh, it's covering your entire barbecue heaven afternoon evening so um and we've got a bit of a punchy one um to, to finish so um it's just a couple of pound more than you'd normally pay but it's, it's worth it for the experience so um so that's the the last of the lockdown online it sounds fabulous we're a big fan of the fire pit in my house at the moment uh, the question is is there a good uh, wine pairing for marshmallows <laughs> well, do you know, actually, you've had it. I have Pasotismo because it's got sweet edge, 15% ABV. But honestly, that will pick out, I reckon, over a, a smoked one on the fire. Yeah. Not just picking it fresh. You need to the smoke with it. I think would be amazing with that. I think I'm going to have to try that. So, uh, and you mentioned that you're going to be back in Nutsford and in Macclesfield as well. Yeah, um, obviously fellow Taste Cheshire um, uh, member, the Lost and Found. Uh, our first event there is in June. That is, uh, uh, again, that's a rebook. That one's full, but we've got some new ones on. Um, so uh, there's there's plenty to look forward to there. And there, there's even a date in October on uh, for that. We've got those through. Um, Rigi Bianchi, um, as it's a shop, the, the main store is now, of course, open. The cafe bar isn't. Um, it's not reopening until um, May at the early and then once we know they're settled we can book some dates i'm hoping for a late summer start there um we may have to push it to autumn but we'll see but it's, uh they, they they can't wait to have everybody back that's important we've stayed in touch that's uh um important i have done with, with everybody so uh, we'll, we're raring to go when we can lovely sounds like it's going to be a fabulous summer of wine lovely well thank you for talking to us today and um, thank you so much information there from Richard and we are really looking forward to the opening of the tasting room and popping in for a glass of vino. We are also hoping that we may be able to do a very special edition of the podcast live from the tasting room from one of Richard's tasting events, which would be absolutely fantastic, giving you all access to a sneaky peek of what his wine tasting courses are actually like. You can find details of Richard's upcoming events on tastegesture.com or you can go to Richard's own website, which is very simply cheshire.wine for all his upcoming events, his wine tastings, information about the glassware he uses, and obviously as soon as there's more information about the tasting room, that will also be there too. Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode of TC Pod, the Taste Cheshire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. There's just enough time for me to tell you about my deal of the week. It's from one of our Taste Cheshire local producers, which is Cheshire Farm. These guys are amazing, multi-generation potato farmers who create these incredible potato products 
Everything from hand-cut chips to sweet potato fries to potato bites with rosemary and sea salt. They have loads and loads of really brilliant products and they are available in some of your local supermarkets as well as direct from Cheshire Farm. At the moment on their website, Cheshire Farm, they are offering a mix box for just £11 where you can try five of their best-selling products and it's only, as I said, £11 from their website, cheshirefarmchips.co.uk. That's cheshirefarmchips.co.uk. The box includes hand-cut chips, roast potatoes with goose fat, potato wedges with halimon, sea salt and black pepper, potato bites with rosemary and sea salt, and sliced potatoes with garlic and rosemary. Yum. Remember, you can find this deal and many, many more at tastecheshire.com. Thanks for listening. We're looking forward to another TC pod next week. We're looking forward to chatting with the guys from Whitmore and White about their food delivery service, which has absolutely exploded during lockdown. We are really thrilled for them. They are absolute food superstars. We're also going to be talking to the Cheshire Chutney Company about their very special birthday. Remember, we love to hear your opinions and your news, so please do get in touch with us. And don't forget, you can always buy us a coffee. See you next time. Thanks for listening. I've been Tori for Taste Cheshire, and this was Tasty Pod.